0: Welcome, podcast viewers, today to today's episode of Cocktails and Conversations, stories with Megan
1: and Brad.
0: Cheers, babe.
1: Mm-hmm. All right. So we're doing our continuation from our previous podcast.
0: Yes. So last episode, uh, we talked about some of the jobs that we had in our early stages of our career or job life. We ended with you having worked at Easy Home. Yep. So, from Easy Home, what led you to your next job?
1: So, Easy Home, when I finished up at Easy Home, I was kind of in a part of my life that was in my early 20s, and I was like, it's, you know what, it's time to go to college. I've been out of high school for a few years now, and uh, just kind of bouncing around, not really sure what to do, but I kind of was very interested in hospitality and tourism and stuff like that, so... Signed up for college, went to college, and...
0: Where did you go to college?
1: Centennial College. uh, Great place, (laughs)
0: yeah. Yeah, in Scarborough,
1: (laughs) not not far outside of Toronto. Yeah. Uh, So I went there for three years for hospitality and tourism, and during my first semester there, I was able to get a job at the banquets department. Okay. So... um,
0: Was that part of the... Like, did the banquets kind of go hand-in-hand, if you will, with your... You were
1: eligible to work in banquets if you were in a hospitality, tourism-based course, because it all kind of went hand-in-hand. Now, not saying they would turn you away if you were an accounting student and was looking for a job and there was an opening and uh, the the department was able to accommodate you. Then they would uh, they would help you out in any way they could. They were great like that.
0: But I it would was predominantly of put aside for it.
1: yeah hospitality gotcha. insurance students and it was okay. um, all students
0: okay. that
1: worked. So there was a, obviously our manager who was a teacher professor at Centennial College as well as there was a few supervisors that would help out with. Um, you know, the orchestrating of certain banquets because it wasn't always at Centennial College. They were, you know, we'd go to, um, you know, other schools and... The
0: catered events? Yeah, a lot of
1: catered events, things like that. Um, Now, at Centennial College, not actually at the college right across the street, in their bank or their res, residence for all the students and everything, that's where their banquets department is and that's where... You learn uh, the sc- cooking school down there, that was part of our course we had to take. So um, it was great. I was able to actually, I lived on my college res in my last year of college, so I would only really have to go down two flights of stairs or a short little elevator ride down and I was at work, so I was, <laughs> it was a very short Bonus. commute for sure. <laughs> Um, especially in the winter time yeah oh absolutely i (laughs) I don't even have to go (laughs) outside it was great i didn't have to yeah i could make money just from staying in the same building basically that's
0: cool
1: so yeah banquets was fantastic we had uh we had yellow page they do their christmas um their christmas big bonanza banquet party at um,
0: I'm sorry I'm laughing over here because i yellow pages I mean any generation like anyone who's younger right now listening is probably like what is yellow, what pages? yellow pages do you google it <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's like the phone book Basically, the hardcore phone book <laughs> yeah
1: and these guys knew how to party yeah I mean for you would I don't know why you would expect kind of very relaxed, laid back people showing up, but it was a total riot. Cool. Uh, A great friend of mine, I ended up uh, becoming friends with working with um, Chris, if you're listening, yay buddy. Um, (laughs) Him and I worked really close together. We were kind of the head of the banquet department. Uh, People would come to us for you know we were kind of the go-to guys and you know we were able to cook and we were able to serve and we were uh, of age and we could serve alcohol because we'd have alcohol at the events and first year of college you so have some funny, yeah. people who are still 18
0: years oh, old Oh shoot. I mean yeah you wouldn't even late 17 if i guess if they were after September Yeah wow oh my god they couldn't serve alcohol.
1: alcohol yeah so oh. that was a big thing that we used to have to kind of overcome a bit uh because we had a lot of events that had alcohol I and mean, yeah. i would say seven out of ten events that we would do would have an alcohol concept to it
0: and i should say yeah if if anyone like we're recording this from canada so that the legal age to consume alcohol is 19, 19 and yeah. you have to be 19 to serve alcohol as well yeah. i don't know just in case we had other yeah, and have <laughs> a smart serve certificate that's right yes Otherwise, did you have to have one to work yep. there okay yeah that makes sense um
1: so yeah so I did that it was and you know what so much fun with that job is every day was something new <laughs> uh exciting some days are very boring you're setting it up banquets for a hundred people and it's yeah. Uh, a business event. event coming through, so it's very dry. Yeah, you know, but we would set up everything from stages and chairs and lighting and oh, cool. decorations, yeah. and then we'd also be helping with. So we'd be wearing all black when we're setting up, and then come nighttime, we would be in our white and black, all decked out, looking fancy, and serving uh. foods and drinks, and uh, one one night specific i remember and this was actually during the yellow page one uh chris and i got asked to do coat check and it wasn't being demoted for anything if <laughs> or that, or that's what you're thinking um it was just that time of the night uh we had served all the food it was kind of a finger food uh, buffet style going forward so they only needed about three or four people to swap out the the hot station and okay, refresh the yeah. cold station and things like that uh, we had bartenders, little bars set up all around um, the banquet department area. So they had we had these big rooms. Well, it was actually two big rooms that you could separate into three or four smaller rooms Okay. with a big, huge curtain that go across. Anybody's ever worked in banquets or but just been to a banquet department, you know that fake wall that goes across that looks real. Um, so we were asked to do co check for the towards the end of the night. And people are hammered drunk. Oh, no. They, you know, you're, people are coming in, you know, I'm going out for a smoke. And, and these are, these are adults. Yeah. These are, you know, mature business people. Supposed and the to be 50. Oh, <laughs> <Business> yeah.
0: <people. laughs>
1: supposed to be, that's the key word. Yeah. And you can smell, you know, you smell pot oh, from no. them coming back in. Yeah, what a
0: Christmas party. What a
1: Christmas party. <laughs> so we, uh, we had this lady come up. I bet you Chris would still remember his, her name. Oh, And she really? she asked if you could, uh, she, you know, I'm here to get my coat, and she hands us a ticket. So we said, yeah, absolutely, you know, we'll ticket. She goes, I want you to dance my coat back. Ooh. So I thought, oh, and she's...
0: Fancy.
1: She's definitely had a bit too much of a drink. She's probably in her late 50s, so she was my mother's age. Actually, she probably would have been older than my mother. At that time, and uh, so I said, "Well," and as a joke, I say, "Well, sweetheart, you know, you have to pay for something like that." You know, I just don't dance for anybody.
0: Yeah. So Chris Um,
1: laughs, and she's there with a couple girlfriends, and they're all laughing, and
0: ooh, all this This slowly turning into a strip show now. Oh
1: yeah, very quickly. (laughs) So I go back. I I get the quote. She stands there, and she slaps. Down twenty dollars on the counter. It nice. says you dance that back, and that twenty is yours. Frick yeah. Well, I can't tell yeah. you how quick yep. and how talentedly dancer I became. <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: twenty bucks for sure. Yeah. Twenty bucks,
1: and I only really had to dance to go back probably yeah. fifteen feet. So nice. it was it was fantastic. And this went on a few times that night.
0: She paid you to dance. Her, her friends
1: would come nice. back, and they would give us, you know, ten dollars, twenty dollars. And Chris and I were just making a tips. T- We made making more money rain. in tips That was it, <laughs> and it was driving the the service staff crazy because we have, you know, wads of cash in our pocket from oh my bringing these people their coats, and you know, a lot of the the servers are getting you know 50 cents here a dollar <laughs> there a dollar. you know the bartender's not really making much i think they made 20 for the whole night oh uh, how
0: much did you guys make in dancing tips
1: i think we each left with almost 50 bucks nice in, in that's tips. solid yeah, yeah it was a very profitable night to dance yeah I will say. you should have
0: incorporated that more into banquets i think so
1: yeah, looking back We'll no. dance for
0: money. We'll dance for money. It's a great <laughs> T-shirt,
1: actually. So that was the banquet. That was my yeah. banquets. It was great. Uh, it was lasted a few years. We were there.
0: You liked the banquets. You talk about that job It was a lot. great.
1: You know what? I was a single guy.
0: Yeah.
1: I really didn't have a lot of overhead. You know, I didn't have any kids. I didn't have any obligations other than my college and my work. Yeah. It was great. Uh, so it was, yeah, it was it was a great great job. And now, obviously, I'm a few years older now than I was back then. <laughs> it's not a job I would want to do now. No, only really only the the fact is because of the hours and yeah. the pay wasn't great. Obviously, you can't dance and make money at every bank. <laughs> but uh, I did fine the late nights were very exhausting yeah they would be and there was nights that we would be there till three or four o'clock in the morning when chris and i when we did the graduation events we would have to rent the truck we would be able to pick the truck up at you know six thirty in the morning and we were loading that truck up at 7 a.m long before anybody else our banquet department which is funny enough we actually i lived at the same residence that I worked at, mm-hmm. um, but for that night, for this, for the graduation night, because we had to start so early, we had to, um, they actually ga- gave us a hotel room in the student residence. Nice. So okay. it was fantastic. <laughs> so my residence was an old uh, Howard Johnson I'm building. i just up there. <laughs> it, was, it was hilarious. So yeah, so like my bedroom was two floors up. <laughs> I could have just left them. I don't know, but it was like, no, let's. We got two queen size beds. Yeah. Uh, you know, we're good buds, so I think we had a few beers and hung out around Rez. Chris. Chris, I think I lived at home at the time, uh, so like it was a, a nice, little, nice little change for him. <laughs> like a s- so night we, out. Yeah, you know, kind of like okay. a guy slumber party or whatever. It was, it was, it was a lot of fun. That's cool. Yeah. So that was my banquets.
0: And what led from banquets? What did you do?
1: So for banquets, it was coming towards the end of my college years, uh, And when you graduate, you, you have to kind of move on from banquets. <laughs> you can't
0: work here anymore. <laughs> yeah,
1: it's, it's meant for students. students. Yeah, that makes sense. So I was, you know, I, I think it's a great idea. And it, it opens up doors for other students to have the same kind of experiences that I was able to. Um, so coming towards the end of the thing, I knew I actually wanted to sign up for university. Yep. Uh, so a girlfriend of mine, uh, Sam. Her and I were we did a lot of talking and stuff about going to Australia for university.
0: And that was a girl space friend, not a a girlfriend. Yes. <laughs>
1: yeah. We, we we're more. I like mothers, Sammy. So anyway,
0: I know. Yeah. I know. I know Sammy. She's. Sammy's a rock star. Yeah.
1: So um, that was kind of my plan. My uncle owned a. What do you call it? I guess kind of like a gas pipe strip blast welding coating company. Yeah, kind of a whole bunch of stuff. So they would airplane parts. We would have small parts come through. We would strip, strip them, blast them.
0: Pipelines. This is for the pipelines out. Um, the
1: the company. What that was a part of the company itself. Um, but so, yeah, we would do anything from airplane parts, Coast Coast Guard boats. They okay. all get coated in a special um, paint. paint, basically, yeah. that prevents from corrosion and things like that. It was a very diverse company, very big, in yeah. Scarborough, actually not far from where I worked at Banquets.
0: Okay, and this was leading – this was so you could put yourself through university. Right. It was just okay.
1: one year I was going to be there. Uh, it wasn't really – it wasn't bad work. I didn't mind doing it. It wasn't really something i wanted to do the rest of my life. But the pay was excellent. Yeah,
0: it would be. The for, pay was good.
1: Yeah. Uh, lots of traveling. So, you know, I had to go to Alberta.
0: Which uh, is cold. Very and,
1: cold. And when you're working there. So anyway, so how it all came to, before I get into all that. <laughs> so I had an interview uh, with obviously my uncle. <laughs> So, so you're kind of
0: guaranteed the job more as less. long as you didn't come in and give a finger. Wasn't it coming?
1: Yeah, punch somebody or something <laughs> stupid
0: like that. Okay. Yeah, it makes sense.
1: So I, he said, yeah, that was no problem. So I basically left banquets and I started almost, basically right after graduation. It's
0: yeah, a it bummer. W- no, t- no time for like downtime just
1: well with saying that I had just come back from three months living oh, in Costa Rica that's true
0: yeah. So, so
1: at the end of my course uh another reason which why I left banquets I was going to Costa Rica to finish my last semester of my college which was a placement class a long story short basically in order to graduate you had to work at a tourism-based company so whether a restaurant or hotel or and and didn't really matter the apartment so much but you had to get some real hands-on experience working in a hospitality and tourism industry so yeah. everybody basically was you know they stayed in toronto which there's lots of hotels and things like that i just wanted something different and new so um my dad had traveled quite a bit to Costa Rica back and forth and had said great things about it. Long story short, mm-hmm. um, I was able to get my placement in Costa Rica. So I was there for three months yeah. and it was beautiful and, and hot and,
0: we, yeah, Brad did, well, together we did a podcast on that one. So yeah. if you want the full story of what Brad went through, you can listen to it. I think it was Solo Travels in Costa Rica, right? It was. Yeah.
1: That, and that's a whole other podcast <laughs> that I've already done. You can check it out on previous podcasts that we've done. Um,
0: so you're you're working at your uncle's company.
1: Yep. So I'm back from Costa Rica. I started with my uncle's company and I'm working in the factory. Yep. Yeah. So I was, my first kind of gig thing I did there while I was learning to do um, spraying of gas pipe and um, blasting pipe and, and, you know, checking for things like that was we had these military, they're called military louvers. So they get bolted onto the side of uh, U.S. military and some Canadian military ships as well. And so it was basically to withstand an impact. If there's a a missile launch wow. at the boat, these that's rivers.
0: fancy. Yeah, that's cool. cool.
1: So they would kind of absorb a little bit of the the blow from the, the impact, missile, basically. Yeah. So they would, after so many years, the salt water starts to eat away at the metals and whatnot. So they send them to Michael's company. They clean them all up and they freshly paint them and get rid of any rust or wear and tear that would that would be on them so it was a great job so that's kind of why i started that drilling holes in the side of them and sanding and all that stuff and it was great i was actually within probably a few weeks of working there uh, my friend chris he had graduated also the friend of mine who i worked with at banquets he was looking for a job and You got him a job with me? I was able to get him a job with me. It was great. Worked out awesome. I don't normally help out people get jobs, just I've been burned a lot. But, yeah, Chris worked out awesome. Yeah. He loved it. We both made great money. I think he even stayed, I believe he even stayed after, uh, when I went away to university, I think he stayed on for a little bit longer. Oh,
0: cool. Yeah. Yeah. Just worked out really well. So, yeah,
1: yeah, the job was great.
0: What Uh, was your favorite part about that job?
1: At the time, being single, I was on this like travel binge. Now I yeah. just come back from Costa Rica. Now I want to see everything and every everywhere. Yeah. So I did like the traveling part of it. Yeah, that'd um, be cool. You know, I got to go to Salt Lake City, Utah, and work at a an MIT base that they have there, which was really cool. Yeah. It was Like this military um, kind of. Base thing where they tested sonar tubes for cool. the military and whatnot. Yeah. I'm not sure how much more I can say about that. <laughs>
0: um, Got to check the contract. Yeah. yeah.
1: But it was great. Yeah. I learned so much. Uh, you meet so many people, good and bad. <laughs> but it's all part of, uh, you know, just your growing experience. And, you know, a lot of skills that I've been able to kind of take back with me. and for sure, and, yeah. You know, kind of keep with me forever kind of thing. So, yeah, so that was my big Pipe Viper. Well, it was Pipe Viper. The the, the company was automatic coating at the time. I don't know if that's still even around or not. Okay. Um, They had an affiliate, which was Pipe Viper. That's what we were called when we were out in the field, you know, actually spraying gas pipe and cleaning it and recoding it and testing it and making sure that the paint, before it gets buried, the paint is perfect.
0: Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> so you don't want a gas bury pipe. That in the yeah, yeah you don't want a
1: gas pipe corroding in a few years that's not going to be good.
0: Cool. So yeah
1: so that's me but what about you what did you do after uh, I guess
0: Yikes.
1: what was it Enbridge Enbridge was
0: probably my yeah no Enbridge oh yeah I forgot about Showcase Showcase was kind of just like one of those retail jobs that I had throughout high school I worked a little bit of it through Enbridge but I was so busy with Enbridge that I ended up just leaving it.
1: And Showcase, um, that's the store with all the... i seen
0: on TV. So all that I crazy see. stuff that you s- literally see on TV, we had it in store. So that was a fine concept. It was a very interesting yeah. place to work. I worked with some very interesting people. Long story short, yeah, I ended up getting kind of screwed over by the owner of the company. I, not so much of the company. I guess of the franchise of the company. Um... Yeah, they just it was just not a great end of my working there. Up to the very end it was very fun. But in between that I had like a couple of salon jobs. Like I worked at a head office oh, yeah. for a salon for a very short while. I did a little bit of modeling gigs here and there. I, I remember
1: there were
0: <laughs> that was a whole other life ago. Yeah, that was it was very interesting. It was fun. Part of me kind of wishes I well, ran full tilt with that, but it was a hard industry to kind of be in. I was too sh- too short to do any sort of runway, so I did a lot of prints, a lot of commercial stuff, a lot of, like, lifestyle, um, you know, bikini stuff. So, I just, yeah, I just, I, I ended up getting out of that kind of industry. I enjoyed it while I was in it, as weird as that may sound. I really, cool. really enjoyed Doing it I met a lot of really interesting people from there. I, um, yeah, the salon. Oh, so I, I had originally gone to school for early childhood education and then victimology, so you kind of see how these two jobs kind of went hand in hand. But I worked for a daycare for a while, like a big franchise out this way. I'm not gonna get into the name of it, but. <laughs> I I worked for a daycare as an early childhood educator, and I love kids. I enjoy being around kids. Never really wanted to work in a daycare, though, which may seem strange seeing as I got my ECE, but I knew I wanted to maybe work with kids. I wanted kids of my own one day.
1: Yeah.
0: So I just, I didn't know what I wanted to do after high school, so I just kind of fell into ECE. And so I worked there, hated every single day of it. And not <laughs> because of the kids, loved the kids. kids. The kids were amazing. I still, man, I still talk about some of these kids to this day, but the politics of daycare, I just,
1: mm-hmm.
0: everyone was very catty. Everyone was out to get one another. The owner kind of made it known that you were very easily replaced all in all, just it wasn't. It yeah, wasn't a good. Yeah, like good. you and I were dating at the time when I was working, and
1: I remember many tears. Oh, every
0: yeah, Friday was like hallelujah! It is the weekend, and then Sunday would come, and I'd be in tears because I'd have to endure another week of just you no. Know, yeah just crap so it just it's very unmotivating to be in a place like that like I wanted to really give the kids something fun to look forward to but there's so many you can do this you can't do this and as much as I like structure and I think structure is good for kids you know if there were days they were having a good time outside I wanted to keep them outside a little bit longer but it was like no no it's your time is up you need to go upstairs or you know if it was an art day and the kids weren't feeling it, I wanted to kind of wrap it up and get into something they would enjoy more. And it was like, but no, it, this this whole time slot is meant for art. So it was just, That's frustrating. yeah, I'm glad I did it. I I learned a lot from it. It was what I went to school for. So I think it was important that I got that experience. But uh, that was about a year and a half. And I said... Goodbye. Goodbye. Adios. (laughs) Thanks for the experience. And that's when you and I got a little bit more into traveling. So in between our travels, we came, we went to Costa Rica. We came back. An aunt of mine, well, is still currently battling cancer so we we weren't really sure how things were gonna go Mm -hmm. I I nannied for a little bit in between if you remember that and I actually Mm -hmm. nannied for the kids that I had met through this daycare that's right yeah so that was fun um I still like I still know mom and dad to this day are weirdly enough you went to school with dad it was just like this whole like (laughs) yeah uh, you know universe just kind of pointing you into these directions but yeah, from helping hands I uh, I jumped into Investigative Solutions Network. You did? Yeah, that was
1: a job worth talking oh,
0: about. Oh my goodness. I yeah, ISN I loved every minute of being there. It was
1: for the most part.
0: No, no, no. I I loved every no. part that I was there. It was a great team that i like my immediate department had an, a fantastic team there were a little bit of like ups and downs with you know that. some people that you worked with but for the most part i just i i thoroughly enjoyed it and it's only because of what i'm currently trying to accomplish now that i'm that i'm content with having left mm-hmm. if that makes sense yeah. but i loved it so my i started out yeah, this is all. So I originally, I originally tried to get into the company, I think just before we had left for Costa Rica, as um, their receptionist there. And it was just a lot of back and forth. They ended up going with another girl who ended up becoming a really, really good friend of mine. So, you know, they can like, we'll keep you in mind you know, thank you so much. You were an absolutely wonderful candidate, but we have decided to go with someone else who had just a a touch more experience, which worked out because we ended up going back to Costa Rica.
1: Yeah, it worked out actually very well.
0: And then I remember we were in Haco, Costa Rica at the time, and I got an email from who would become my manager saying, another position has opened up. We would love to have you more or less when can you come in and it was like are you kidding me like I had wanted this job so badly Mm -hmm. this was a different job but I wanted to work for this company so badly Mm -hmm. I went to school for victimology really liked the criminal side of things when I had interviewed for ISN there were three main bosses the two CEOs the president who were former police officers Mm -hmm. my grandfather having been um one of the high-ranking police officers in Toronto I felt very drawn to wanting to follow in his footsteps he loved being a cop like he more as much as being like a father um you know he always says being a grandpa was like the best thing but like he loved being a cop so I felt very drawn to to this company and you know these were former cops and I had read up on them and you know one was like lead of the bomb squad team in Toronto mm. there was a like um for the RCMP one had worked for there was another one who was uh, a detective and had worked on some very high profile cases in Canada that we had all know knew about so I was like crap Brad like I want this job we were already talking about coming home a little bit early because we were yeah. getting married.
1: Yep, yeah, we had to.
0: So home. we we had a date that we wanted to come home, and this was only going to be a few weeks before our kind of initial date of coming home. Yeah, so we, I think
1: it was even less than two weeks, yeah. to be honest Yeah, it, was it like wasn't like, much. It was like 12 days yeah. early, I think, we came in, which was fine. I think at the time we were... Uh, we were ready, you know. Yeah. you had some stuff that you wanted to get back done here. I had some things I wanted to start. Yeah. So it it all kind of really worked out.
0: Yeah. Really
1: good, I guess. Yeah, we it done. was it
0: worked out really well. So it was funny though because we came back and I I really think it was four days later. Like we came back on a Thursday, mm-hmm. and my manager who Denise was, you know, well, can please. you start ma- Monday? And I was like, sure. Um, so I, I started Monday and it was so funny because she was like, Hey, like, my name's Denise. I'm your manager. I'm leaving
1: <sighs> in
0: two days. No. Yeah. Two days because I had my dress fitting on the first day of started. So I could only do a half day. I, we booked off. So I started on a Wednesday. So it was half day Wednesday training. Thursday we had off because we had some more wedding stuff we had to do. And I explained all of this to Mm -hmm. them and they still ended up hiring me, which was amazing. So Friday I came in for full training and she was gone and she was gone for two weeks. So I went there for some training, but I think there was a little bit of miscommunication with what, I was supposed to be doing because I was under the impression I would be doing reception work yeah and they had me in as a background screening analyst yeah so I had no idea what my job description was I had no idea what the pay was I had no idea what the hours were and this manager was like here my name's Denise like see ya, I'm gone for two weeks oh my so it was it was really I was very overwhelmed by that at first but I, I sat down the HR manager and I explained everything and she laughed. And she was like, I'm so, so we, we, no, that was Jen. Jen. Yeah, no, Jen was like, I'm so sorry. Like, we kind of forgot you had originally applied for this position. It's this job. Here's all the information you need to know. Like, do you still want it? And of course, like, I didn't really know a lot about what it is that I would be doing. But the girl who trained me, Debbie, was really amazing So, I became a background screening analyst, which our jobs were to do background screening for large companies. We were to do, you know, criminal checks and credit checks and employment references and employment verification, education verifications. And we did them for large companies like Ontario Power Generation.
1: Very big company. Yeah,
0: very huge. They were probably our biggest client. We had a couple of other. One's um, Friday Harbor, J.W. Marriott, which are resorts out here, mm-hmm. uh, a couple of medical marijuana places. It was awesome. Uh, from there, they ended up offering to train me as a receptionist to relieve uh, like the full-time receptionist whenever she had lunch. Uh, if she was ever sick, they needed kind of a backup to take over.
1: Right, because it was a lot more than just receptionist, right?
0: Yeah, I we from yeah they called it receptionist, uh receptionist slash communications center. So we watched people who were on house arrest. We monitored the cameras. We had private investigators who were on site there. But uh, we were in constant contact with them. We watched a couple of medical marijuana places. Wow. We answered the phones. We dealt with emails. We dealt with reporters who were coming in trying to talk to our CEOs. So it was very, it was a very go 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 type of job. Yeah. And from there, they trained me to be a fingerprint technician. So, oh, wow.
1: very cool.
0: Yeah, and this all happened within the first six months. It was kind of like, here's your job. We're going to train you on this, and then we're going to train you on this. Um, I was more than willing. Every time they said, you know, is anyone interested in learning, like, my hand was up. I wanted to learn everything about this, right. this company. So the fingerprinting technician, I we processed applications for applicants who were going through pardons, mm-hmm. um, waivers, like visas, waivers to get immigration, in, immigration yeah. into Canada. Uh, out of kit like if you wanted to go to the states but you had a criminal record we did the waivers we did adoption we did fingerprints for high ranking employees who needed to have it for their their jobs right they it was awesome I loved every second of of being there um the fingerprinting was very very cool the background screening analyst I ended up being promoted as the assistant manager there within a just over a year amazing yeah so you know I was dealing a lot with company like core companies the CEOs or the recruiting manager HR who wanted to use our services so on top of everything else that I was doing I was to liaison with these companies and kind of give them good prices and you know, if if something was not going according to plan or was a little behind, I was dealing with those people and trying to calm people down, and yep. loved it. Um, and it was so funny because you came in, uh, you came in a few times, but there was one time you came in and you met with Mike, Mike, who is great guy, the vice president of the company. He was handling security,
1: right? He was yeah. Um, he was in charge of security, I believe.
0: And it, people, it took me a year to get it in this company. Brad walks in a few times, meets this president or vice president <laughs> once, and the guy ends up offering you a job, so. you did. Yeah, do you want to get into yeah, what you cool, did for yeah. a little bit?
1: So they put me through, they got me all my training and uh, basically kind of everything I needed to prepare me for my private investigator and security license. yeah. So, um, yeah, that was Mike. Mike set everything up and got me my training number and, you know, studied hard for, I think, probably a couple months, a good solid yeah. few months.
0: And it was, well, it was kind of funny, too. You you studied so hard because, like, the opportunity just kind of like fell into your lap. You weren't yeah, wasn't expecting, expecting it. <laughs> any of it.
1: No, not at all. And it was something I've never done,
0: mm-hmm.
1: which... Always makes me nervous, but my personality, it I makes me very excited. Yeah. I like doing something I've never done before, especially if I know that it could be something I would really like to do. Yeah. Uh, you know, like a, an example, I, I've never cleaned out porta-potties, but I could tell you I probably wouldn't enjoy doing that for a living. <laughs> <laughs> this yeah. was something very interesting, and it was, I would be... I would be setting up security cameras and doing maintenance on it, which I was familiar with doing maintenance, kind of as a general maintenance type of person, not so much with cameras. But
0: they really liked you because a lot of our PIs, private investigators, we have were a little older. Right. They were former cops, so you you could almost look at them and be like, "I know you're a cop of some kind."
1: Yeah, police have that kind of (laughs) that. Demeanor area. on their face, that very stern, almost military like, yeah. if you if you will, I guess.
0: Uh, but they liked you because you're a you're covered in tattoos, you're young, so they kind of thought they they could use you to their advantage of sneaking yeah. you into kind of
1: yeah, like, like you know
0: riskier stuff. Yeah. And you blended right in.
1: Blend right in, and so I was my, I think my first trial to see what I could do or. What I was capable of doing, they gave me this process serve to do, mm-hmm. and they had been trying. The time their manager um, that of investigations, yeah, can't remember their name, but they had been trying for weeks to try to issue this guy a subpoena for court. Long story short, they said, well, you know what, we'll they'll give it to the new guy, and yeah. you know. He's eager. He's young. He's fresh. He looks different from anybody else who's tried to to serve this guy or whatever. So let's see if he can do it. Yeah. Uh, and I th- I think it took me.
0: You had done in like. I had
1: it done in I think a day and a half.
0: Yeah, I was gonna say it was about twenty four hours. Yeah, it yeah. was twenty
1: four hours. I had it served, <laughs> and everything was Guys done. Guy's cursing
0: you, yeah,
1: yeah. Oh no doubt, yeah. yeah. So that was really interesting. So you did a couple for those, of those, yeah. yeah for those of those those of you out there who ever see like Pineapple Express, <laughs> um, Seth Rogen he plays a basically now in the states I don't know if you need to have a private investigator license, but in order to serve subpoenas you have to have um, a some sort of license, private investigating or security license.
0: Yeah, at that. least here, yeah.
1: Yeah, for here. In the States I don't think you do. It's hard to say. You'd probably have to have some sort of training. Yeah. But you don't say to somebody you've been served no. and then walk away. That's
0: You could, I guess. I mean if you wanted to. Yeah, I mean <laughs> You've been served. I could say a lot of things if I <laughs>
1: wanted to, but you probably get yourself in yelled at or have something thrown at you or yeah. you know, even worse, who knows? So that was fun. Yeah. Uh that was my first thing. So that was very they were very impressed with that and then I ended up getting a surveillance uh kind of job to do and I would be basically uh you know not getting too many details yeah. the guy was kind of screwing over his family for some money that he said he didn't have and yeah had, yeah that's why the surveillance him and, and long story short we ended up getting them and he, got, yeah. th- he was charged for, I think, I don't know, maybe embezzlement or, or something stupid like that.
0: So it was a fun job. You liked doing a lot of it, but it wasn't yep. very consistent. So.
1: No, it wasn't consistent. The pay was excellent. Yeah. Uh, the people were fantastic. You yeah. Know, I got to see my wife yeah. always, which is <laughs> my fave. Uh, it but was you, fantastic. But, yeah, there wasn't enough hours. Um, it was, there was a lot of transitioning going on with the company at that time. There yeah. was a lot of... Management changeover, yeah. there was new investors in the company, old investors leaving the company. And we
0: merged at one point. Right. Well, or so we acquired, I should say. We acquired another company, but with that came...
1: More other employees. Yeah. They, I mean, who had a lot more experience than I did, who uh, had a bit more of a background in the industry. So, yeah. I mean, you have, to, you, you have to give the work to where the experience is, right? And, sure. a, and some of the jobs were a little bit above... My experience. These were for your veteran ex-cops yeah. or uh, you know people like that. So yeah. I and it was a
0: lot of too. I as exciting and fun as it was, like there there's so much that people don't know of. Like just you're sitting for sometimes hours and oh, hours on end in yeah. a car, and you know some of these older cops or I should say ex police officers. They've done all that work. They're very content to, like, oh, I don't mind sitting in a car for 24 hours. But you yeah. like the action. And-
1: I like a little bit more yeah. movement stuff like that for sure. Yeah. I mean, it was kind of cool, you know, hanging out, you know, in your car. And you kind of feel like you're this <laughs> double <laughs> oh <laughs> agent stuff for the first, you know, two or three hours. And then, you know, hour four and five. Like, and I six. have to use the
0: bathroom. How do I do this and not miss yeah, <laughs> something going so. on?
1: You, you really can't leave the area you're surveillancing because somebody could leave the house and that could be your target. And you have no, you're watching an empty house all day. Yeah. So it's not going to look good to your bosses. When you come back after, you know, 30 or 40 hours of work, you don't really have anything to talk about yeah,
0: exactly.
1: <laughs> or anything surveillance. So
0: you moved on to, yeah. so uh,
1: in between kind of doing the, the private investigating security stuff, I had, uh, you know, looking on Kajiji or something like that. And I ended up with um, finding an ad for Canadian mental health. So I thought, wow. And it was in a maintenance position. They were creating a new department. Um, and it was fantastic. I was really excited. So I went for the interview. Interview went great. Went back. I think I had a second interview. Second interview went great. I got hired on. And I think it was like my first month there. Uh, Yeah, it was within my first month there, um, we went for our honeymoon.
0: Yeah, yeah. So we were
1: gone for two weeks.
0: I know. It was just so funny because I got hired, like I have a wedding, I will see you in a a week. Yeah. You get hired as a maintenance manager and you're like, I'm going on my honeymoon, I'll see you in a few weeks. Take care.
1: (laughs) And I thought for sure, there's no way they're going to let me take this job. But I will say with this job, and I encourage everybody to do it, when you go for an interview, and it's a, you know, it's a job you like and stuff like that, always try and negotiate your salary. Yeah, y- You can't do much with the time and days of the week that you work as most jobs are Monday to Friday, 9 to 5 or 8 to 4 or things like that. But the rate of pay, you can always – and you don't have to be rude or, or anything like that, but inquire in it. Yeah. So w- with uh, you know, CMHA, just for starters – I can't remember what the the base pay was. It was in and around the, I think, eighteen dollars an hour or, or something like that. And, you know, the one thing in the interview I remember saying was, "Is this wage negotiable?" And I'm the f- person, of course, kind of a little taken back, like, "Oh wow, well, I've never been asked that question." As I'm sure many of you out there have probably never asked that question before during an interview. And the lady replied, "What?" was it that you were looking for? So I think let's, you know, let's just say as an example, I, if the pay was $18 an hour and I said I was looking for, you know, closer to 20, yeah. and we met in the halfway middle at 19.50. Well, I just made an extra $1. fifty an hour and I haven't started working yet. Yeah. So I encourage you, sometimes I you'll get it, that. sometimes you won't, but know your worth and know what you can bring value wise. So I did not just say, can I have more money to start? I said, you know, that rate of pay is, is, is fine. But if um, if that is negotiable, I feel I'm definitely worth closer to $20 an hour. And this is why I have, you know, more than five years experience in this field. I, you know, whatever whatever it is that you, you can back your reason why. Then, um, yeah, like it's it's definitely a good thing. So anyway, so I started with CMHA, and what the job entailed was that, so I was doing maintenance, so we look after a lot of mental health issues. Hence, CMHA stands for Canadian Mental Health Association. Yeah. Uh, So we oversaw a lot of group homes, and actually right next door to where the main office building was, was a... Uh, we called it the lofts, but they were basically a, a two-story. I think it had twenty-five or thirty um, kind of small units, which we had clients of ours in there. So, I mean, it was a great job. Every day was something different, and it got crazy. Yeah. There was times where, you know, one example, I get a walkie-talkie message. I get someone messaged me on my walkie-talkie and says, uh, you know, there's somebody living underneath the stairwell next door in the loss. You know, we've got report of it and, you know, yada, yada, yada. Can you investigate? So, sure, that's okay. so <laughs> I, like,
0: I'm an investigator. I can do it. I can
1: do this, right? <laughs> I can handle this. Yeah. So, I go over there and I get to the, the door and, and open and go in there and I can see these legs kind of sitting underneath the stairs like hanging out yeah and i look over and just kind of give a head shake and as i'm going down the stairs there's a, a gentleman there and a girl and he's holding her in his in her arms and her face is blue there's needles everywhere yeah she's having mm-hmm. an overdose
0: yeah you dealt with a lot of lots drug of abuse. drug
1: abuse um addiction. addiction was was rapid. Yes, yeah. it was it ran rapid around there. So I had to you know kind of move him back away from her. he with the way he was holding her, it was restricting her um, airflow? her airflow. Yeah. basically, so I had to get her in the proper position and find out what it is that is she's on. and uh, we had a, a co- colleague of mine there with me. She was able to call the ambulance right away. Ambulance came. um,
0: But you were giving this girl... You had to give her CPR, did you not? Because she was...
1: I had to roll her on her side and help slow down... Uh, Her pulse was like...
0: Oh, yeah. Rapid
1: going from whatever drug she was on, right? So the way that he was holding her, her whole body and neck were contorted. Oh, okay. So I laid her on her side... Put her one leg up over the other. That was nice and and flat, and just kind of lightly tilted her head forward. Yeah, it was so cocked back. And she's she, trying
0: to throw anything. She's up. trying to throw yeah.
1: anything up. It'll it'll get it out. And it was within probably a minute or two, and she was throwing up everywhere, which is a good sign.
0: Yeah, at least she's getting rid of it. Right.
1: If I hadn't been there another few more minutes, there's no way that she would have survived. There's yeah. just no way.
0: Well, and you have no idea, too, what they've taken. Um-
1: no. I. The only thing that I did ask the the guy there a few times, what has he taking? Oh, you know stuff yeah and he's I mean his eyes are rolling around his head too because he's just as as high as she is and uh, anyways it was heroin which was like nothing I've ever seen before but it was um, yeah it was it was that was a pretty wild
0: day yeah And then, so you had the overdose, and then I remember, oh my goodness, I'll never forget the time I got the phone call that you were in the hospital, and why were you in the hospital, Bradley?
1: Well, we had, and I think it was from the, probably from the same, well, it it was from the same building, we're not sure which unit, but I think I have an idea which one it was. yeah. They had taken a bunch of their garbage and threw it out into the middle of the street, basically sidewalk and everything. And then there's kids that are go walking by here every day. Yeah. You know, my job isn't just to repair things, but also I need
0: maintain. to keep an
1: eye, maintain, right? Yep. So the sidewalks, the shoveling, the icing, things like that. So this was wintertime. Uh, I, sh- I get to work and there's garbage all over the outside of uh, one of the exits, So, you know, not that it was anything really unusual, so I don't think anything of it. I go upstairs, I get change, I get some gloves and bags to clean up this garbage with and things like that. Come back downstairs and I'm cleaning up, because we're half an hour, 40 minutes before kids start walking by for school and things like that. So I'm cleaning the garbage up and I am put everything in the bag and I just feel this (laughs) pain prick. Right in my thumb. Yeah. And sure as shit, in amongst all this garbage are needles and drug paraphernalia and all this kind of stuff. So I'm like, oh my gosh, panic mode. So you knew
0: it was a needle?
1: I knew for sure it was a needle because as soon as I pricked and I pulled my hand back and I looked down, I could see the tip of multiple needles
0: not just one
1: uh, there was four or five of them
0: so you don't even know how many had pricked you you were just i just clearly been pricked yeah yeah.
1: and there's blood yeah so i know it's broken the skin broke the glove broke the skin yeah immediately and i still have stuff everywhere so (laughs) i don't want to just run away from these needles in there i've got people gonna be coming by here there's people now starting to come by here at this point Mm -hmm. so i quickly (laughs) threw out job i had to i just couldn't leave it (laughs) so i get everything in the bag um put it in a safe area just to have some evidence and go upstairs and they advise you got to get to a hospital right away yeah so i spend the next six hours getting blood tests and going to pharmacies and getting medications and i was
0: and you had called or yeah, you had called me to say you were going, yeah. but I was so sick. Like, do you remember? I was I was yeah. bedridden. Like, I was on the couch at home, and I couldn't even come to the hospital. No. To be with you, and you know, because I I knew what they were gonna do. For they have no idea. You have no idea if
1: what's in these it. These
0: needles are contaminated, or yep. if there's still drug stuff on the needle.
1: Yep, absolutely. It was terrifying. Yeah, it was terrifying, and. All of this is weeks, no, a week, 10 days, two weeks, less than two weeks, we were going away on a vacation.
0: Oh, yeah.
1: We were going to Barbados.
0: No, were we going to Barbados, no, we might have been going to Bahamas, I think. We were going to Bahamas. Yeah, because this was just after the honeymoon, yeah. That's right. It sounds like we travel a lot. Bahamas was four days. Honestly, it's another podcast, but it wasn't worth it. (laughs)
1: it was beautiful yeah, but with beautiful, the time of the year yeah. the time of year we had gone it wasn't the greatest but yes that's a whole other podcast so
0: you they gave you a bunch of like HIV prevention medicine prevention
1: and antibacterial sort of yeah. medications that's probably not the right lingo um, but yeah. whatever so all these pills that make you so sick
0: yeah you were sick too much. we were oh, just like was, such a hot we mess were, together yeah, we were
1: <laughs> we were really bad yeah,
0: yeah. and
1: uh, so that was kind of like wow and then I have to go for more blood work
0: yeah he's fine by the way yes 110% clean <laughs> yeah. blood there was,
1: was no no infections issues. even my finger healed up within a week yeah um, no stitches, nothing like that it, but you still anything that breaks the skin you want to yeah. make sure that you're and they had checking. told you
0: there were the chances of anything having lived on that needle especially if it had happened right hours early like it was it was cold. It was cold. So yeah, they said that it wasn't likely, but they couldn't be sur- sure. so you might as well go on this medication just to yeah. make sure we eradicate anything that yep. you might have contracted.
1: Better safe than sorry, yep. right? So.
0: So these are all the jobs that we have had. That well, and you know, it's funny as we're going through. I'm like, I've kind of forgot about you know little ones here and there, but these are our major jobs that we've had leading yep. up to
1: where we are today, basically. And, right. Yeah.
0: Here. So. Where we are today is, you know, I'm a I'm a certified yoga teacher and I'm launching my own business. It's amazing. You, you're now doing day trading, which you're really good at. I'm
1: really loving it. It's, <laughs> yeah, it's you're- lot it's challenging, it's got its challenging moments, but I'm absolutely loving it and I can work from home I can work when we're traveling yeah uh, I it's opened up so many doors and yeah I encourage anybody who's interested in, in getting into whatever it is you like to trade or, or just in general you want to learn more about it look into it check it out send me a message I'll I can tell you and help you out any way I can
0: yeah and I mean this has all allowed us to do our podcast which has been so much fun a lot more fun. fun than i don't want to say that i thought it would be because i i thought it would be fun but yeah. i love doing these podcasts i love doing my blog posts i love doing teaching yoga you're loving this this day training you're doing so yeah i mean all this stuff we went through and it's it really has been worth it
1: absolutely and we're together smiling laughing and loving life <laughs>
0: So stay tuned for next week's episode. We'll probably dive a little bit more into some of the travels that we've done. Um, But who knows? knows? Usually as the week goes on, we we come up with other ideas. So stay tuned.
1: Stay tuned. Thank you again, everybody, for tuning in. And we look forward to seeing you again next week.
0: Cheers.